baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. No mercy on the ferry. What seems to be an undeclared strike means fewer rides to and from Staten Island. Today brings a new chance to get that hard-to-find shot. The city is opening new monkeypox vaccine clinics as cases continue rising. We need a lot more vaccines, and we need them fast. I'm Steve Burns in Long Island City. The slow drip became a torrent for Andrew Cuomo a year ago today. That and Mississippi burning in our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds and Sound. Thursday is the 3rd of August, right? No, it's the 4th of August. <laughs> I wrote the 4th, but I didn't trust it. It is August 4th, it's Thursday, and I'm pretty sure I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murdane, and we're squinting at the calendar. Maybe it's the sweat in our eyes as we head for a high of 94 to 98, the heat index at 100 or above today. Well, time is standing still on the Staten Island Ferry. People who were hoping to ride got that sinking feeling last night and have it again this morning. So many workers failed to show for their shifts that the ferry's non-stop schedule stopped. And the service is still impacted this morning. Sean Adams at the St. George Terminal on Staten Island. First of all, Sean, what happened? Is this some kind of a labor dispute here? Well, that's uh, up for debate. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but I can give you the immediate update, which is uh, the sun right now is a bright orange fireball low over uh, the Brooklyn skyline, and it's uh, sending uh, a ray of hope, a literal ray of hope here to St. George. Uh, and the uh, right next to the, the, that beautiful golden light coming in across the water, reflecting off the water, we have uh, the first ferry of the morning. It has just departed. Uh, the the uh, ferry is now uh, it's uh, making its way toward toward Lower Manhattan. So we have hourly service resuming here for the Staten Island ferry. Uh, it was suspended overnight because of a labor shortage. So this morning uh, there was a lot of uh, concern, uncertainty. People didn't know what to expect. So uh, people made their way here early. The waiting room at St. George Terminal was packed. Uh, the ferry pulled into position. And uh, the glass sliding doors opened, and everybody just uh, made their way onto the ferry, very happy and content. Uh, no noise, no cheers, no grunts, nothing. Just uh, people glad that they were going to be able to get uh, to Manhattan. So what's behind all of this? Well, it's simply put, uh, not enough uh, people to man the boats, captains and assistant uh, captains and, uh, and shipmates. Uh, and uh, when you don't have enough people, you can't run the boats. That's why you had the suspension. Now, uh, there, is, uh, there is suspicion this could be some kind of a job action. The union says no. Their ranks have been depleted over the past two years due to retirement and people leaving. Uh, and uh, they haven't had a contract or a raise in nearly a dozen years. Uh, so obviously, this is a, a, a longstanding uh, negotiation that's uh, dragging on here. Uh, COVID certainly didn't help the situation. Uh, the union uh, insists, though, it was not any kind of a sick out or a job action. Uh, but this morning, uh, obviously, enough people to get the ferries running again. And instead of uh, running, you know, multiple times an hour right now, we are at hourly service for the Staten Island Ferry. Paul, Wayne. 
Sean, thank you. Five new clinics open today to tackle the surging number of monkeypox cases in the city because there still aren't enough available vaccines for all those who might have been or might be exposed. Reporter Steve Burns joins us from Long Island City, where one of those clinics opens at 6 tonight. Steve, how do people who want the shots get them? Will there be enough? Well, for folks who want the shot, set an alarm for 6 tonight. That's when the next batch of vaccine appointments is going online. It's about 23,000 first-dose appointments that will be made available. They're going to be given out at five new clinics, three in Brooklyn, one in Manhattan, and one here in Long Island City, Queens. There will also be another clinic opening in the coming weeks in Times Square. Uh, As for whether there's enough, the answer still is no. So far, 79,000 doses have been received by the city. The feds have said much more is on the way in the coming months. But the city estimates about 150,000 people in total are vulnerable to this disease. So there's still a long way to go to cover the population. Paul and Wayne. What about Senator Gillibrand's call to use the Defense Production Act? What's that all about? Yeah, we know both the city and state have declared a state of emergency around monkeypox to help cut down on red tape. But now we have Senator Kirsten Gillibrand uh, wanting to see that additional step as well from the feds invoking the Defense Production Act to help speed up vaccine production. Right now, there are enough vaccines in the United States to cover one third of the community generally currently most at risk. And with cases doubling roughly every week, it's paramount that the government prepare a healthcare system to meet vaccine and testing demands so that Americans can remain safe. And keep in mind, the monkeypox vaccine is a two dose regimen, but New York is still using all of its supply as first doses to try to get shots in as many arms as possible. Steve Burns on the story this morning. And straight ahead, a woman screaming bloody for help. Screaming for help from inside a truck. That story from New Jersey is coming up next. Now to the WCBS Weather Center. Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen is here with a steamy day ahead. It is because it starts off that way, too. 78 degrees outside and uh, the high today between 94 and 98. The heat index will be at or above 100 for the afternoon hours into this evening. There could be an, an isolated thunderstorm or two around this evening as well. Low tonight, once again, only 75 to 80. Tomorrow, another hazy, hot, humid day with a thunderstorm or two in the area. Late day or evening into Friday night. The high tomorrow near 90. Saturday may be one of the days that it stays a little bit below 90, but the humidity will be very high and uh, there will be scattered thunderstorms around. Highs in the mid-80s and it continues that way on Sunday. Uh, Actually getting back up to near 90 on Sunday. 78 right now and the humidity 62%. And there was a shocking, disturbing sight along Route 130 in South Brunswick yesterday afternoon. A woman covered in blood was seen in the cab of a truck trying to jump out. She was leaning out the passenger window, screaming for help. Police saw her try to jump out of the rig when the truck pulled over, but the driver yanked her back in and took off down the road. This happened around 2 p.m., so by now, who knows where this truck could be or what condition the woman is in. Police are looking for a Volvo or Mack Bobtail truck, jersey plates, blue riding on the side. There was no trailer, just the cab. The driver is described as an older white male, bald with a white beard. The woman seen bloodied and screaming is described by police as white or Hispanic with long brown hair, and she's said to be in her 20s. Mayor Adams is hammering judges and prosecutors for not being tougher on repeat criminals. As a result of this insane broken system, our recidivism rates have skyrocketed. Not on the same page as the governor, Kathy Hochul, who says bail reform just changed. Every one of those changes gives them the tools they need to work toward our common objective of increasing public safety. 
The mayor and I are in sync on this. Some, she said, are using this issue for political gain. She did not single out the mayor or her Republican opponent in November, Congressman Lee Zeldin. It's the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup for Thursday. Three things to know in our 88 Seconds in Sound, coming up next. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Bernane with your three things to know on a Thursday. Alex Jones says after meeting with the parents of the Sandy Hook murder victim that he now believes that the massacre at the school really did happen. A jury is now deliberating how much the parents of the shooting victim should get paid for the years of Jones calling the whole thing a hoax. Alex Jones was not helped by his lawyers who mistakenly sent two years of his text messages to the family suing him. And that leads to our second thing. The House Committee investigating the attack on the Capitol reportedly wants to see those texts. Rolling Stone says the committee is preparing its request for the data. The January 6th panel has been looking into Jones's part in advocating the insurrection and his ties to the Oath Keepers. Third thing, the New York City Department of Education is freeing up $150 million in federal money to hire new teachers. Up next, it's our WCBS News Radio, 88 seconds and sound for August 4th. Protesters gathered outside Governor Cuomo's east side office today. The slow drip turns into a torrent for Andrew Cuomo in 2021. The state attorney general accused Cuomo of sexually harassing 11 women. Mayoral candidate Curtis Slewis says Cuomo has sinned against his fellow Italian-Americans by suggesting, quote, they all hug, kiss, squeeze, perv, and grope. And I'm just wondering if people in this room understand that people should expect to get beaten. They should expect possibly somebody to get killed. A civil rights organizer, 1964. If people want to turn back, they can turn back now. A Pelham 21-year-old, Michael Schwerner, did not turn back. A West 86th Street 20-year-old, Andrew Goodman, did not turn back. 24-year-old James Cheney of Mississippi did not turn back to investigate the burning of a church in Neshoba County in that freedom summer of 64. I'm Walter Cronkite. For the latest on the search for the three missing boys... Goodman's brother David says it was national news only because two whites were missing. They dredged out of the swamps nine black bodies who no one had even heard of. It took two white kids to legitimize the tragedy. What do they think of? Think they got killed? We are hearing a White House recording of President Johnson and his chief aide, Lee White. Uh, this morning they had absolutely no trace. There's no sign of the automobile. On this date, their bodies were found, 44 days after they were killed. They had been shot, and an autopsy showed Goodman probably was buried alive. Brother David Goodman remembers the 18 men who were arrested and none convicted of murder, and the reopening of the case in the early 2000s, thanks to investigative reporter Jerry Mitchell. He found evidence and wrote about it so much that he just embarrassed the powers that be to get on it. And in 2005, Ray Killen, a preacher for the Klan, was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to 60 years. In 2018, he died in prison. In 2014, the young men that he ordered killed received posthumous presidential medals of freedom. James, Andrew, and Michael could not have known the impact they would have on the civil rights movement or on future generations. This is August 4th. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 